Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. We are live on Tuesday, December 28th. In this episode, we'll recap Boxing Day goal bonanza at the Etihad. A real top four race in London, in North London is brewing. And the Ralph Revolution hits a speed bump. But first, Mike, Merry Christmas. What'd you get for Christmas? You Anything too, good? buddy. You too. Yeah, uh, not a lot. Uh, actually, my sister-in-law gave me ray-ban sunglasses they're really really nice because i'm worthless and i always lose mine so i gotta so take you're gonna lose care these, these too so you just no 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 i'm gonna take good care of them but yeah my girl yeah. and i love her she's awesome so uh my, my now she's actually my official sister-in-law after three what feels like three thousand years of being engaged but yeah oh, that's right you were uh, uh engaged for three thousand years by the way it is the official half of the season season mm -hmm. season so we can mm -hmm. start doing lots of extrapolations but okay nope. I'm going to run through Boxing Day scores and what happened today. So we're straddling 19 and 20. England has vacations. People are crazy. I don't know what they're doing. But first, let's start on Boxing Day. Southampton, three. West Ham, two. The Hammer's in trouble. A little bit of worry there. Tottenham, three. Crystal Palace, nil. Fantastic result. Wilfred Zaha is a moron and blew everything for his team. Arsenal smash Norwich, who even leaves even worse today. Arsenal flying high. Chelsea defeat Aston Villa. They get more penalties. Lukaku comes on. Are they back? Are they not back? I don't know what it means. Who cares? Man City six. Leicester City three. This game <laughs> had squeaky bum time written all over it, Ooh, even yeah. though it was six three. Brighton and the sodomy brothers of Mopay and Trossard beat <laughs> Brentford 2-0 at home. That was a win they needed. They had not won since September. And at the last game of the day, Newcastle won. Man United won. They're Ooh. back. And today's games that just happened just now. Ooh, Spurs won. Southampton won. A good result for Southampton. They play a man down. A great result for minute. Southampton. We'll talk West about Ham it. down a goal to Dennis, who's the secretly the best player who's on a terrible team. But West Ham come back and are like, Watford, fuck you, and score four unanswered goals, defeat Watford 1-4. Crystal Palace put another smackdown on Norwich. Norwich, goal the month of December without a scoring a goal. Lose 3-0. The Arsenal, the Arsenal uh, trophy, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that happened, yeah. <laughs> Leicester City and the goal, the result of the week, the day, putting yeah. City six points clear. Leicester, one. Liverpool, nil, nil, nil. And that's where we can jump in. Where do you want to go? My list there. has us talking about City and Liverpool going together, going in two different directions. I want to start with my team. Go my team looked amazing. So in the first half, City, imperious. They do their thing where they score uh, in the first 15 minutes. In this case, they scored two goals. One on a regular goal that made sense and was normal, and one on a dubious penalty. Our man Tillemans getting caught for two different penalties. City are up 4-0 and cruising. I tweeted that it was... a. Uh, City's redemption tour, getting back at all it, at the time of grievances. It was Festivus and the airing of the grievances. City go to Leeds, beat them for taking four points off us last year. City go to Newcastle, smash them for merely giving me a heart attack. My number one video on my YouTube channel when I watched City lose the league to Newcastle, but then storm back and beat Liverpool. Fuck you, Newcastle. And then they're just City are just like, oh, we lost 5-2 to you. Let's just go see who you are. Uh, they're up four. And Leicester make a change, Oof. bring in Castel Castellano, Castillo, whatever the fuck his Castagna. name is. Castagna. Go to three at the back. Lookman <laughs> comes on. And just like today's game, makes mm -hmm. a difference. City, uh, Leicester storm back with three goals. Bring this game to 4-3. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I was very, very nervous. Uh, City just 
kind of were all over the place. They weren't playing right. They lost control of the game. Really showed you the power of Rodri standing on the ball and stopping things. Fernandinho is more of an all-action, little bit of loss of control. City settled down, get another goal from um, from Laporte on a set piece. City score all their goals on their set pieces. Leicester have given up almost a set piece goal per game, which is pretty bad. One goal, again, uh, Schmeichel gave up. And City end up cruising 6-3. If it had been 3-0, it would have felt normal. But 6-3 feels bonkers. They set the record for goals in the Premier League on Boxing Day in a single game. Uh, City, back, feeling normal. But that was not fun. I did not enjoy that. Uh, I was scared. Uh, I was in shock. It felt like the Man United game when City were about to win the league, the Centurion team that went up 2-0 versus United, only to have United storm back and win 3-2 in the second half. Um, I sent a lot of tweets that day that were not cool. And just like today, I sent a lot of tweets that were not cool. But uh, yeah, it was uh, scary and worrisome. For my I had the team. weird perspective of like, I was still with family, so I didn't get. I had like one eye on the TV. Yeah, and it was it was on the Tottenham match because it was on at the same time. Yeah, and then as Spurs were up two 0 with a red card, I was like, look, <laughs> either they're gonna win or I'm not gonna want to see. So I went to the other room and I popped City on, and by that time it was already. Uh, I think they had just scored the fifth goal because it was on Peacock. So by the time. By the time I got through all the fucking ads and all that bullshit, uh, Laporte was celebrating the fifth goal. So I was like, oh, right, doing his little uh, karate dance. That he yeah, does. yeah. But the funny thing was watching this, it felt like uh, like March Madness. It felt like the first weekend of March Madness where like uh, you've got all the scores and the ticker in the corner this rotating. And every it almost seemed like for like 15 minutes, every time I noticed the Manchester City score, it was 4-0, 4-1, 4-2. Four three. Well, because oh Leeds, uh, sorry, Leicester got their goals in like three goals in fifteen. Oh, bunches. Minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was skip petrifying. Uh, yeah. It's fun to look through. So you know how I like to go through FBF ref, and I just read through all the yeah. shots. Going through it on that one, it's really long. <laughs> I think yeah, uh, between yeah, the two yeah. teams, there were too many games. <laughs> Thirty something shots and fifteen shots on target. I mean, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Leicester could have easily drawn this game, or, or at least leveled it at four four. Eddie made a huge save. Ederson made some huge saves. It got a little crazy and Lookman came on and made a difference. And we can just segue very quickly into today's game that just happened today. Leicester versus Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Lookman comes on with Tielemans and is able to do the same thing. My nine and a half friend Ianacho was pretty good, but once Lookman came on and Tielemans came on, then they really pushed on and threatened Liverpool. Sure, Liverpool could have won this game on another day, but Leicester persevere and Rogers has his team at least has a signature game to hang his hat on. Uh, Our friend, Mr. Schmeichel, who I lament and hammer as the weak link in the team. Of course he goes and saves a penalty. I was going to say, because it makes me look like a dick. uh, (laughs) No, statistically you, it was really little to argue with. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is like today a couple of times, there uh, wasn't like he was battered. And the weird thing is, I mean, Liverpool missed a ton of opportunities, but they just missed the the, the frame. Like they yeah. were shooting it everywhere but the net. I think he ended up with like four, maybe five saves, which is a very good performance, yeah. which I don't believe includes the penalty save. No, it um, doesn't. But it would be, you know, as an expected goal, like a penalty save is basically stopping a goal, which yeah. like undoes everything. Well, so and the rebound that, that Salah, what, he put it off the crossbar? Hit, hit the bar, right? yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
there's a lot there was a lot of almost for Liverpool. It almost felt like, you know, um it was a regression a little bit because order, they've been in, lucky almost well, all that's season. That's the thing, right? In order to get all of the luck that they need to have, they need to get the Robertson red card against Spurs. They need to have, miss a ton of chances today because they're never going to miss a, a, a chance or a call the rest of the year. So, well, uh, I mean, it was the like other the thing is due the, right at the end of the first half of the season. The other thing is that we've been repeating. We don't I really still believe this. Their 11 plus Anfield is undefeated. On the road, there's no Anfield. So yeah. it does change their ability to come back. It's on the road that they're going to drop points. And they usually don't lose. They usually draw. But on the road, they don't have that extra verve, that extra attack, right. that extra Liverpoolness that Anfield gives them that, I, frankly, no other team really in the Premier yeah, League has but, at their quality. Like, sure. I think Leeds has that, but not at not Leeds aren't at their quality. Yeah, but at the same time, like, they deserve at least a share of the points today. Right. Oh, um, sure. And so whereas the last time we were talking about, you know, them having a tough game on the road, I'm a little biased, but I was like, they got battered by Spurs. Red card. Is they really like, did. They should you know have I mean? lost the Spurs. And they didn't get battered today. In fact, if I argue, I don't have the expected goals in front of me, but if I were to look and it's a little polluted, A, because of the penalty, B, because like the penalty chance that it created, like we said, the rebound, but even still, right? Like I said, they were all over them. Um, and and it was a really gutsy effort from uh, Lester to be able to find their way through that, you know, and mark it up. And, and even, I think it was uh, like balls bouncing around in the box in the last five, 10 minutes. And I mean, like, it was, it, it was like in the box it. and intense. You just right. felt like in other games, they draw a penalty. I think the, well, they did. <laughs> the no, but I'm saying like, I think yeah, the penalty yeah, yeah, that yeah. was drawn and then had saved by Schmeichel kind of r reminded the team, we got lucky, let's not dive in. Like it yeah. almost seemed as yeah. though defensively, they Lester sort of was like, okay, we're going to play here. Let's not do what we normally do and, and try and get this together. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it was a fun game. I cheered. Now, listen, the shots on target are out of control in Liverpool's favor, 21 to 6. You know, Lester only had one shot on target, but they did break in and Vardy had some chances and didn't get the shot off. So Liverpool are now six points behind City. Yeah. Level on games. The top five are all on 19, all at the half. City on 47, which extrapolates to 94, which is yeah. about what I said it would be. Liverpool are on 82, on 41, uh, tied with Chelsea. They actually have the exact same record, which is surprising because you just think just gives you a sense of how good Chelsea had been uh, mm -hmm. that Liverpool, who we assume are, you know, champions elect. And then you have Arsenal on 35, West Ham on 31, all on 19 games. Now, you, Spurs and United are both on 17 matches played, but that's one of your game in hands and you both drew. So yeah. that is a, that's dropped points that, you know, Arsenal right now are in really good shape with a nice, Four-point cushion for the top. Yeah, I mean, you look at Spurs today, and, and the argument that Arsenal fans will have, and it's hard to refute, is I'd rather have points in the bank than games in hand, and 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 they do. Um, yeah, that's what, so that's, we'll what Mo, that's what Mo Hater Mo said from uh, <laughs> from yeah. No, it's, it's, listen, I hate the fuck, but it's a good argument. And and going back to Leicester for a second, I mean, by the way, uh, they'll finish the the festive period on New Year's Day with Norwich. Uh, that's a game you should win. Um, mm. Then all that means is you beat. Leicester, you had to play Liverpool twice in a week. 
uh, and you got smoked by City in the meantime, but you showed some life, right? I think I think they won today's game uh, by coming alive against City, right? So listen, they've scored goals. They've scored four against Leicester. Uh, aside from three against Liverpool, granted it was not exact. It was Liverpool in name only. Um, but they've been scoring goals in bunches. They haven't gotten shut out uh, since November 20th against Chelsea. So for all the shit we've been giving Leicester – um, it's the games where they drew against Southampton. They lost to Villa. They drew against Leeds. Those are the points where they're, they're knocked down from that, what seems to be perpetual uh, Europe, Europe contention spot to the middle of the table. But, man, what a big three points today because without that, even with the draw, you knock down uh, all the way to 11th. You're behind Brighton on goal difference. So, yeah. you know, that's – and with a loss, you're, you're right on par with Villa. So um, let's you know, let's let's pair your let's, let's and they're on their way up. I think let's pair your two teams' games that you've just played. You had Tottenham versus Palace, nice, mm-hmm. easy, relative win. A nice sort of Conte narrative. We're uh, so on it. We're so moving nice forward. Whatever. I, I mean, you won it. I mean, it no, was, no, no, you know, no. That, but I would say it was a good performance, and I'm gonna yes. find which game specifically we won three. I think it was against um, uh, Norwich. It was 3-0, and it was still nervy, whereas yeah. it was 3-0 against Palace. Granted, they didn't have – you know, they had the red card, so it was, you know, a laugher for a little while in the second half. But it was end-to-end. It was – there's one team on the pitch today. And for to do that against the Palace team, that is no joke. Um, you know, Connor Gallagher, for what something happened to him in that game. And I they would have said if it was COVID-related, but he wasn't in the side today, and we'll talk about – their maybe, performance maybe, in a second. Maybe, maybe, no, he was. Oh, it today he wasn't. He wasn't even in the, in on the bench though, which was interesting. Maybe um, he got maybe he got hurt because he got pulled out of this. Game. Right, right. And so, um, you know, you had Crystal Palace wasn't with uh, didn't have Vieira, but they had all their swinging dicks otherwise, and uh, and and that was a really good performance from Spurs, I thought. Um, and you had you had players running around everywhere, you know. Lucas Moore is added again. Lucas towering over a guy who's got great, basically great, what, a foot bigger than him. Great goal. Uh, great goal. Just finish was clinical. All um, forced in that goal. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to today, and it's it's just – look, what I'll say is this about the VAR decision. I was furious about it before. I still am. But listen, I can't sit here and make fun of Liverpool fans for bitching about VAR and come on and bitch about it when my team gets fucked because they did yeah. – but that's a side. You had yeah. 10 men for Southampton for 45, I think, minutes at least. Yeah, yeah for 39, minutes. yeah. You need to you need to beat them. I'm sorry. First of all, you were you were losing that first half. Like they were much better than you. Yes, I would agree. And that was the interesting thing about them. They got their goal, which mm, James Wood Prowse good take fucking out the house. Goal. Fantastic. <laughs> um what are you fine. gonna do? You know what? That you got punched. But Southampton kept coming, and I thought that was very, uh, very noble they're, of them. They're really good. They are the Jekyll and Hyde team of the league. No, they yeah. can beat you. Yeah. They can draw against good teams. They have a draw against City. They've beat United. They have a draw against you. I think they have a Unless draw against Liverpool. Unless so, yeah, yeah. I mean, but they've also got blown out. Like Arsenal annihilated them. Like yeah. they didn't even show up. So I don't know what to do with them. Both of them. Just move back and forth. So this is, uh, this is the third West game in a row. We'll talk about that bad the, bets. <laughs> yes, we will. I promise, BJ. Uh, this is the third game in a row uh, that we had a Spurs opponent take a red card at some point during the game. We had Liverpool, Palace. Oh, third opponent in the league. Liverpool, Palace, and now Southampton. And I ha- I was thinking about it watching the game today. You'd like to have, have had you, more points from that. 
Honestly. Yeah, no, of course, from the Spurs perspective, sure. But thinking about the league in general, the way that they're sort of refereeing it, we've talked about it on the show a lot. There's almost as if the players haven't adapted to the new way that the referees are calling the game now. Uh, they're they're letting uh, more go early on. They're telling, you know, attacking players, get up, stop it. You know, there was incidental contact or whatever. They're not quick as or as quick with the the standard fouls, if you will. And as a result of that, I think the temperature of these games goes up a little bit, a little bit faster than we probably anticipated. And what happens there is you get not just silly yellow cards, but a number of silly yellow cards, right? And we saw it with Saha the other day. We saw everything going, you know, popping off in the Liverpool and, and Spurs game. And Mohamed Salisu, who I thought was pretty good. He's really the good. The first 30 minutes of the game takes two dumb yellow cards. Um, uh, Hassan Hudel gets one in between. And on the 39th minute, he's gone. So granted, yeah. the penalty was absolutely a yellow card. That's that, that's not necessarily the point. But he, you know, that game had sort of been kicking off. And I've seen a lot of games this year where uh, the – the fervor of the game, if you will, is kind of getting more aggressive than, than years past, at least on a more consistent basis. I think it makes for more watchable entertainment. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I think it does. And I think the big thing is that I think the other pieces, the difficulty in playing this many games, the difficulty in COVID, there's an edge to the Christmas period. There almost always is. There almost always has been. And it makes for kooky games. Uh, sure. You'll get wild games where guys are tired, where guys are up and down, and they get chippy. It's just another thing that happens. And I really, as much as I know you don't like Craig Burley, but uh, he went on a rant on ESPN FC yesterday, just killing all the guys complaining about the games. It's like, you knew the fucking schedule, yeah. okay? It's been the schedule forever. It's England's way they play this is simply the culture of english football shut the fuck up well not only that you're getting right? less games now like we yeah. were saying on and, the and last then, show yeah. Rackman, then, what are you talking about the other pieces guys are like guys are like have covid games off and still complain about it like dude liverpool i haven't watched the clock post press conference but if he complains oh, about he's about guarantee. the play you had boxing day off yeah shut up yeah. Right. You lost this game because you couldn't finish. But mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so so Spurs. So the so the the Southampton game. You're writing it off as a game you could have had. Fraser Foster, the giant, comes he back was big. in. Yeah. And he was and great. the less you see of Doherty, the better. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> and I'm gonna say something else. I love Hyunmin Son, and I love doing the Tom he Holland Spider-Man celebrations. He's been bad for most of the season. Right, and maybe that's not fair because the bar is ultra high on him. But you know what? If that was Harry Kane in that performance today, it'd be front page news. It'd be front fucking page news about how England's captain can't do it or whatever. By the way, the penalty he scored today was unstoppable. Oh, really perfect. good, really Post good, really good penalty. Yeah, so Kane was actually at it, and 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 he was he made a great run, uh, you know, and he got fucked by VAR, but that happens, you know. Um, and it was super duper close. I mean, it happened. Yeah, it's annoying gonna, and it, it happens. Yeah. It, that's what I mean. And so you kick on, you keep going. That was, I think, the 55-minute mark. You still have plenty of time. Um, I thought the subs were good aside from Dart. I thought it made sense to take Reggion off because he was on a yellow. Uh, mm -hmm. I would have gone I – I texted you. I would have gone with Brian Heal earlier 
for uh, Reggion at halftime. I don't. I don't that. think he's ready. <laughs> no, he's not. But if you look at that bench, who is right? And so, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You wanted somebody coming off the left, uh, and and Doherty just, yeah, no, he just not my favorite. Uh, which is funny because he was so good at Wolves, and Mourinho just shattered him, broke him in half. <laughs> uh, they were saying that uh, the, his last goal was for Wolves against City in the three-two game, like three years ago to the day. So. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the game. Wolves took two, took, took six points. Yeah, uh, I that's think right. Against City, that was annoying and hurtful and yeah. made me sad. Uh, let's see where should we go next. Let's look at the scores we've got. We talked about your team. Uh, let's talk. West Ham? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about West Ham. So, writing the ship today, and and from the neutral perspective, I thought that that was a relatively predictable outcome. Uh, <laughs> five minutes in, I did not, but. Um, no, I, I think that, I don't think I think it's that West predictable Ham were, with West Ham. I don't think anything is predictable. Well, that's uh, the thing is that they I thought that they up, were going to write the ship. Yeah. They did give up the goal early, but they still are running out, you know, Dawson and Diop in central midfield. Uh, no rice today. He gets a, he gets a, he gets a rest and Mark Noble scores a penalty. Here's this for a stat. He has now scored a goal in every year since 2006, <laughs> every calendar year. <laughs> So wow. good for Mark Noble and his fake running. But my uh, one of my sons, one of my sons from the championship, this was the Jared Bowen game. He was awesome. He's he set everywhere. everything up. He was going all over the place. I think he had two assists, uh, one to Suchek, another one to Ben Rama. Uh, just so, so good. Uh, Vlasic gets a goal late. Uh, just a lot of good stuff from Bowen on that side, taking things on. Uh, I really like him. And if he does want to go to Liverpool, that is a big blow for West Ham. West Ham's going to be a victim of their own success. Um, they're going to oh, end sure. up be- getting really, really good. Rice is going to want to leave. Bowen's going to want to move on. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Antonio becomes the Jamie Vardy of this group, and he's the one who sticks around. But, oh, he uh, is. He's, he's really – they're really good, and I, I'm glad that they'll be in the fight. I mean, I don't think anyone – any of us expect them to stay in the top four, but they could be the – if – break in case uh the team that finishes in the top four if someone is a break in case of glass or glass break in case of emergency yes break glass in case of emergency that team where they sort of stick around and if you fuck up they'll take your spot um but that should that takes us on to arsenal who played on boxing day they're flying now Mm -hmm. you know granted norwich norwich loses to arsenal (laughs) five nil and then loses again today to crystal palace three nil um, but the youth is being served by um, by Arsenal. Saka with two goals, Lacazette with the penalty, Smith Rowe coming on late. But this game is really about about Odegaard, who we've talked about a lot. He's really pulling the strings in the center of midfield of the attacking four. Just is calm, sees the passes. He's basically could be Ozil with work rate. Mm-hmm. He's that level. I mean, listen, Ozil won had 20 assist season. So I'm not going to say he's Ozil yet, but he has that quality, that ability to see what's happening. The smarts in the middle, maybe he, he did. He has a David Silva quality to him, a kind of hardworking ball mover, second assist, hockey assist type guy that can, that stitches everything together. Listen, as much as we don't want to give credit to Arsenal because you're a Spurs fan, they're good. They're beating no, who they're supposed to. They have a style. The question will be, and we and I should probably look at I got how it. do they how do they perform against City? 
how do they perform on January 1st? Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal are firmly in the top four conversation. I don't like it, but it's, it's undeniable now. It's real. Um, but yeah, we're going to learn a lot about them. And I think that that's actually a good time to get city. Uh, and that's going to sound ridiculous based on their results. (laughs) No, no, I think that, I think that now is a good time because you don't play in this midweek, uh, match day, if you will. Um, you played on boxing day, you had, you had a, a laugher. So you got to kind of take your foot off the gas a little early there. Sure. Um, and Brentford, you know, Man City go to Brentford. Tough game. Right. And then they come home and go, um, maybe they won't, maybe they'll no, stay, they in stay in London. London. They stay in yeah. London the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So then fine. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they've got a tough game at Brentford. They're going to have to train somewhere on the road in between mm-hmm. or, or recover or whatever. It's not going to be a normal Match, no, they're they're away in day. London, hanging out on New Year's Eve. Right, like, exactly. It's not you know. Pep, That's what I'm saying. Pep made and they got the statement. early game. Yeah, and Pep made that statement right about uh, Foden and Grealish hanging out and coming in to practice not at top form. Yeah. So maybe he was trying to say, "Don't get fucking wasted." Yeah. Please. Right. And not show up to practice. Yeah. So, so I mean, we'll I don't know. Out. I don't I know. I mean, give them some run the tomorrow. scale of England is such that they could play and go back and forth, but that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure the players would want to stay in London. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but it's an hour. It would be an hour flight. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't. But I, I, I don't. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, um, England's weird. An hour flight, COVID. Who the fuck knows what right. they're doing? Um, but yeah, so City play. There are games tomorrow, uh, which is bizarre. Uh, Arsenal are playing really, really fucking well. And I am feeling not that I'm some genius or anything, but I did. I do like what I thought. <laughs> I do. I do like the backing of Arteta. I did. I'm sure when you and I talked about them in the early weeks of the season, after those three losses early and they kind of were sputtering, you know, people wanted to fire Arteta. And yeah, I think sure. that world is gone. And I think Arsenal fan TV without, DT and Claude and and troops is sort of sputtering, and without them losing, <laughs> I don't think I've watched an Arsenal fan TV video in oh, probably six really, months. Yeah, I was gonna say probably three four months. So look, here's the thing, though. All right, you've got, you know, I don't know how seriously they'll take the EFL Cup against Liverpool. Um, they should take it seriously. I don't know how seriously Liverpool will take it either. They um, should not take it seriously. <laughs> no, but so they've got City on the first. Liverpool won on the sixth, assuming we have two legs. Nottingham Forest, which they should have no problem with in the FA Cup, although it is away. Um, and then Liverpool again, they go to Anfield, assuming that second leg happens. And then, and then they stay in North London, but they go to uh, the blue side against Spurs. So um, a little bit of a gauntlet coming up for Arsenal. We're, yeah, we're going to find gonna out learn. who they are. They, if we're they going to learn a lot about them in the next three weeks. If they can stay in the top four after those three games. I don't know what the results are or whatever. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't consider it that because the game's in hand and all that shit. But if they can – look, I, I don't know how much – Psychologically, weight. staying in the top four would be huge. You'll be you'll be within touching distance, though, because Spurs won't have made up the games yet. So yeah. And United won't have made up the games yet. So regardless of that, I suppose, um, if you can get a result out of either the Man City or this, the Tottenham match – Regard, I don't know how to weigh a result in the Carabao Cup, even though it's a semifinal, relative to those two big games. Um, if you can get three points. Four out of, of three? Th- three out of six. If you can get one of those wins 
or, or obviously, yeah. I mean, if, honestly, no, I'll say the bar is two. If you can get two draws, that's great. Out of those three games? Out of the two games. City and City and uh, Tottenham. Wait, don't they? Oh, the Liverpool is EFL. Both Liverpools are the EFL game. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Oh, so out of those two is, games? If you can get two, two points is the bar. It, uh, is a successful run. The, uh, the over-under is two. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't know how to weigh if you go through against Liverpool, if you look good against them. You know what I mean? Like, And by the way, that's, as I said earlier about Leicester, that's going to be Liverpool in name only, at least for the first match. With Klopp bitching about all the shit he is, and I think the second match, everybody will be gone by that point for AFCON. So you sure shit aren't going to get anybody for that That's game. right. And then they get the two weeks off. That There's a break. Their league does. Well, the league, but that's what I mean. You're playing three games in that time if you're if you're Arsenal. So, mm-hmm. um, and then that's oh, you mean after the Burnley match on the 22nd? After Liverpool, it's two weeks until they play. So Arsenal. here's the question. I mean, all these clubs are going to have midweek matches, and I know that they're used to this, um, in in postponing games and, and rescheduling them. Not even from COVID and all that stuff, just from all the teams that succeed in Europe and have to postpone games later in the year. But where do we think? Those games go right, like they just they squeeze them in. It's really weird. They'll be like FA Cup weekends that if teams get knocked out, they'll be informed of them literally as they come. They'll be like, oh, they're playing. It'll just happen because I remember thirteen, fourteen. City had a game in hand for most of the season and were always behind Liverpool and literally made it up right at the end. Like boom, boom, and then won the league on the last day. It was the first day we had been in first place. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Because yeah. we had to a makeup game versus Palace sometime in this in the spring. Mm-hmm. I do think, and it does seem that we were thankfully, hopefully, prophetic in um, the entire the way that Omicron is affecting the league, right? And so uh, it does seem like it's a roller coaster. It's going to go straight up and come right back down uh, as a result of you know the the severity of this. And as everybody, well, they're forcing players to, like a lot of. They're really pushing vaccines on players hard. Sure. And a lot of players are getting it. Then there's a lot of vaccines. Like, for instance, I saw something that, is it Arsenal or maybe it's your team or somebody, to go play in Rens, you must be double vaxxed or you okay. can't play. They won't even let you in the country. So well, I don't know I don't yeah. know how many players from Spurs are double vaxxed, but there'll be a, a subsection of the squad that will be. I guess. Oh, sure. Well, well I'm, I'm not even worried so much about that part of it. What I'm saying is as the, those, everybody's seen these charts that go right up and it does seem that the hospitalizations and all that stuff is not following suit, which is of course what you hope for and what you want. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, everybody does seem, albeit slowly to be taking a deep breath. And it seems as though, it's like I said, it's kind of like the chicken box, right? Like how everybody sort of is getting it all at once, get it through. It's not severe, thankfully. And we kick on, right? So yeah. um, what once was a very, you know, scary situation seems I'm just, like I'm just glad they're not, out. they didn't do a shutdown and try and close down and, and listen to the players. Just, we have to keep going. We have to keep going. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just want to just reiterate that. We just have to keep going because- this stuff matters. It matters to our show. It matters to our <laughs> lives. We need the games to keep fucking going. Well, and and with everything, right? Like we're gonna yeah. next season's let's, gonna come really fast, and then it's gonna stop for a month. So we need I to know. get this shit going. So let's uh, no, let's I, I let's, agree. 
Let's let's get into Chelsea, who played on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. and I think big for them. Once again, they get two penalties to Jorginho, just with that fucking Jorginho hop step. But the big piece is the Lukaku. Lukaku scores a header, comes on, changes the game, scores a header on a on a nice cross, and then oh, has a so fucking real son of a bitch freight train run through the field, shrugs off defenders, then mm-hmm. gets brought down for the final penalty to really put the game away. Uh, you know, Chelsea are still having problems with creativity. They're sort of similar to Spurs in this regard where they're solid defensively, play with this wingback thing. But I think that the wingback thing, you sacrifice some creativity and they just can't seem to get the right combinations of players in Conte Jorginho is a better combination, uh, but now Conte's out again. Uh, Reese James is sort of off the boil. They've lost that uh, Chilwell creativity. So they're having a hard time. They were scoring goals from defense, but if they can get Lukaku back into the games, I do believe that service from Reese James, poor man's Trent Alexander-Arnold, will get them the goals they need, especially yeah. with Mount and Pulisic and, and Ziyech. All those players that are all the same, they need that difference player in Lukaku, right? They need that mm-hmm. different player. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing, if we sort of segue very quickly, Man United have the same problem. They have all the same player. Right? Yeah. They need that difference maker. Yeah. And you've talked about and it with Spurs. Yeah. These teams that are really good on the break, but when teams sit deep, have a hard time. You When you have teams sitting in deep, you need a lot of different types of players because you need to try different shit <laughs> because the yeah. teams will figure out what you can do. You need to do different shit all the time. You're like, we need to cross sometimes. Sometimes we need to try and go in behind. Sometimes we need to go out wide. Sometimes we need to try and play through the middle. Exactly. You need to mix it up. And if you don't have the players to mix it up, you won't break teams down. And Villa, I think we're kind of, kind of their own downfall, giving away penalties annoyingly. I, I get why teams get called penalties. I get it's the history of football. I get it. I get it. I understand it. I really hate penalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chelsea have been living very, very well with them this year. It's almost as if they're the new Man United, right? And Jorginho yeah. is the new Bruno. Yeah. Um, well, he had he led he leads the team in scoring again from penalties. Yeah, right. Exactly. Got nine last um, season. But you're but you're a function of it's your team, right? Like they have players who can draw penalties, right? They have super skillful, shifty. Yes. Without question. And you're Small in the areas. Wingers. It's not like yeah, you're being fouled 20 yards from goal. You're being right. fouled in, in definitive scoring opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'm excited for the Chelsea Brighton game tomorrow. Uh, you know, and, and to go back to that uh, Lukaku run uh, from Boxing Day, it was as if it was like a war movie where he's the main villain and a bunch of no name characters are trying to kill him. And he's like the super boss and he's just dispatching them on a horse as he's he flying by them. Awesome. You know? It was sick. Um, yeah. It was yeah, great. My so, my mom so, was here and didn't doesn't know anything about football. She just immediately captured. She was like, "Who the fuck's that guy?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It just immediately stood out. He has presence. You see him. He's he's big. He's mm-hmm. black. He's strong. He looks different from the rest of these little tiny European guys that you think of not eating after World War II because there's a famine. Right? They all right. look real skinny and sick, especially right, like right, right. Werner and and fucking Caverts. They look like they emaciated, like they just got out of some place that they didn't want to be that someone put them in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so Lukaku does not look like that. He looks healthy. No, he strong, looks well fed. Yeah, and a machine. He might be a guard at one of those places that you get put <laughs> that you don't want to be at. 
in this otherworldly place. But don't talk about that because we're live. Live. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I'm but excited yeah. to see the Brighton game. There's, listen, I, I, you, did you, wait did, a minute. I didn't did even you realize. Did you get to see the Trossard goal that he – I did. My, my team? I did. So we're we're big on big on Brighton and and here's the thing. Granted, it will be with a game in hand, but if they go if they go past Brighton tomorrow, they will be three points clear of Liverpool and only three points off of City. Now that if you would have told me Liverpool Liverpool wins today and they're on forty four and they're on twenty games played, oh well, well City will actually will match then theoretically, mm. right? If Chelsea win, then you have to assume City win. So it okay. gets into that there's, you play, I play, you play, yeah, I yeah. Play. They're still yeah, six yeah, point yeah. back, fine. Yeah, but. It's going to be interesting if Chelsea go top of, of Liverpool tomorrow because here we were for a long time sitting here saying this is a two-horse race. Um, you know, they're they're really just, off it. And then Ch- and Liverpool dropped five points in the last two games, and all of a sudden Chelsea are going ahead of them. So Yeah, we'll yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's always, you know, two games. It's always a two-game swing. Like right. you start dropping points, it they go very, very quickly. And you're like, fuck, what the fuck happened? Well, and and I think let me let's 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 classify that a little bit, right? Or, or qualify it. We've always said that we think, and if Liverpool has, you know, the ability, they are the one to eleven, probably better than City. But yes. the depth, we've 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 beaten that horse quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but we've also beaten the Afcon horse a bit, and that's yep. coming up soon. And Chelsea's not going to be nearly as affected by it. They will be affected. Kep is going to have to play some games. But yeah, that's a big, 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 big change. <laughs> well, is it a bigger change than Mane and Salah not being there? No, it's not no. as big a change. So, so I think that, I think that Jared Bowen's gonna go to go to go to the the, the window's gonna open and they're gonna buy him. <laughs> be like, that okay, might be that might be the case. That might be the case. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right, right. Oh, can you? Uh, when can you start? Tuesday? Oh, terrific. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but they're I think <laughs> if if Chelsea go ahead of Liverpool going into the new year. With Afcon coming up, yeah, there's a lot of you know, Liverpool. There's a lot to play. I mean, listen, like there's a lot to play for. I mean, I, I I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that City wins this league. I mean, it, it feels that way because of the gear that City has kicked on into scoring, you know, 23 goals in the month of December, mm-hmm. making up all the all the ground. But they're still just a few games away from grinding a game out where they draw with Southampton and people and the where is the striker that City's going to get uh comes on. For instance, City stole their only striker this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we sold Spain's striker. Yep. To Barcelona for a fucking Makes you ball, wonder if there's something coming. But right. all right, well, and I then, mean, and I then think going... they're, they're putting money in their pocket and just And like, well, you know getting what? past Afcon, right? Yeah. City if we fast forward to March 1st, let's say. Um and City's playing Champions League knockout games. Do they, does their eye wander on the league, which they've won a handful of times in recent years? No. That you don't think it does. No. You don't think that they prioritize that City one crown jewel. City does not jewel. do that. You don't think after last year? No. Never. Okay. That's not well, how then, we do it. Because then, the reason why I say that is we always pushed even for league cups when we shouldn't have pushed for FA right. cups when we shouldn't have like, but even always, even, always, sure. always try and win everything. Sure. Always. But even, and even if they did there, as we say, 15, 16, 17, 18 are just as good as your eight, nine, 10, 11. So yeah. there's something oh, to be said. They'll be fine. That. Yeah. They'll be fine. Standards are different. Yeah. But yeah, if they get a couple of injuries, they're going to be, you're right. They're going to be flying on, well, three fronts, I guess, instead of four. 
right? The only the only injury that I worry about for City is Diaz. Yeah, right, because he's, he's the, the same. He's as the only he... one player that. Now I think that Stones and Laporte are fine. They they would be okay, but Diaz is, has a little bit of something extra. I yeah. do worry. I don't know what happened to Kyle Walker. He just disappeared again. He'll be we, back. I'm sure. Did, did Pep make him an unperson? I think he. I think he's he's you know <laughs> he's in the Ministry of Love, uh, taking notes from Goldberg, uh, and he wants to know how many fingers are being held up. Uh, so that's my 1984 reference for the day. We're talking the good stuff. So I don't know where Kyle Walker is. I'm sure he'll be back. He got a red card for one game, and now he gets unpersoned. You, you look like, yeah. By the way, speaking of uh, our Orwellian friends, you look like you're hiding from the government right now. I am hiding from the government. <laughs> we are broadcasting live from somewhere in an undisclosed location. Well, I mean, you know, you, you could really just, you want to see the garage? I mean, is no, this no, 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 no. I'm just saying, we're just talking you about want, you want garbage and, back here, boxes yeah, well, and know, doom. That's, um, that's all the, that's all the stuff they're looking for. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've got everything here. Um, yeah, I have all the stuff from January 6th. I have all the notes. Uh, <laughs> You're the guy with the horns. Right. So I do want to talk Brighton. Brighton, we in a battle of our we, ta- we 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 targeted this game a while ago in the battle of betters and bees and bugs. Um so Brentford didn't really do much in this game. It was really one of the better better Brighton performances of late. It was really even. I mean, even to the point of like possession 51% to Brighton, 49% to Brentford. 467 passes for Brighton, 454 for Brighton. So it was a really close game of two even teams, both showing their own different types of philosophies. Uh, But in this game, it's the finishing of uh, Trussard and Neil Mope, as I'm going to call them from now on, the Sodomy Brothers. If you're in on the show, if you are one of the squeaky bums, you will know what the Sodomy Brothers are uh, because of Mope's antics. And I think Trussard is in that too. He's a little... Belgian, he you know he uses French fries with chocolates in interesting ways. Sometimes with mayonnaise, sometimes without it. But <laughs> if that's what you're saying, mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he he scores an amazing chip on a, an amazing pass. No Basuma in this game. I don't know if he's got court cases or just is missing or mm, I don't no, know he's what done, he's, he's up house to. Arrest. He hasn't been around. But Mbupo, Mbupo, no, not Mbuemo. There's a different Umba guy. Oh, Mwepu. Mwepu. That's yeah. the one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Zambian. He he puts he puts Trossard through on and then the, the the flip is amazing. This is one of those cases where Brentford's bad goalkeeper makes a bad play. And we know that their goalkeeper's been out all year. That's on him. He shouldn't have been nowhere near that ball, but Trossard finishes well. And then El- Mope does an- scores another one on the break. That's just you know, the the narrative for Brighton is if they are finishing, they are winning. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> because no, they play so so well. Uh, we had a Danny Welbeck sighting, which made me nervous. I'm like, what is what is it about Welbs that makes him so cool? Is it just that he's hard work? He must be like super duper professional. Shows up, comes to work, gets injured, works hard in recovery, comes back and gets you injured. You never. Again. I mean. He's going not back good. To the Arsenal, well, going back to the Arsenal days, there was so much made about him. But you, like you said, you never heard anything from him. He's just cool as a cucumber going about his business. And it's not to say that he's the best player in the league, but you're like, that guy's been around for like fucking 15 years. Yeah, he That's was on cool. United. He was part of the United group that was, yeah, right, you know, exactly. the last 
the last uh, Ferguson team. The Ferguson kids, essentially. Yeah, right? the last. The last yeah, yeah, him and Cleverly and uh, Smalling and Phil Jones. Right. But yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> that group. It's one of those where it's just like he's bounced around, but he's always been. If he's, he's available, if he's if he's healthy, he plays, yeah. which is weird. And he still can't shoot, which is no. you know awesome for him. But uh, yeah, like we said, Brenton Brentford Brighton play Chelsea, so that should be good. Uh, Brighton are fine. I mean, if we look, if we go into the table and look at the standings, we do have one last thing, just to cover uh, Newcastle playing uh, United. That was poor from United. But mm-hmm. the big thing in that game, the takeaway isn't United playing the way they had played under Ole because it's still the same players. The big thing for me is Newcastle showed life. Like they fought. They had this game won. And if it weren't for a couple of bad finishes here or there, they would have beat United. No yeah. problem. They hit the post twice. De Gea is the number one goalkeeper in the league in um, expected goals saved. So he's on plus six. Six goals saved is a fuck ton, which says that United are actually lucky. They should be worse than they are, uh, which is shocking considering what players are there. And I think they're still suffering from the same problems of that they have a lot of the same players. And what's worse, United have a lot of the same players who all think that they're the best player on the team. They need more water carriers or... Guys exactly. who run and will fight. I did see Ronaldo running back, but the system that they're playing with this two-two-two-two thing, it doesn't appear to be working. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, Ralph Rangnick has got them humming yet. Uh, I mean, when you juxtapose it to, to Conte, sure, Conte's had eight games, but within a game or two, you could tell. It was like, oh, something changed. Uh, the attitude of... of United has not changed. We talked about how light their schedule is, and it's still unbelievably light. So mm-hmm. they have Burnley, Wolves, Villa, Villa again, West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Leeds. They should be able to make hay. They don't really play another good team until fucking March. Yeah, that these are the <laughs> points where you're like, come on. Uh, if if they're on 30, they're basically they're they're in the same spot Spurs are, right? And then uh, that that draw feels like. Come on, you, you cannot been, lose to you cannot draw to Newcastle. I don't care. They have but one win. Going back to going back to well, our friend Mo, right? Like points points in the bank rather than games in hand. West Ham are currently in seventh place. I don't want to hear it. They're in fifth. Whatever. They're a point ahead of Spurs, and they're three points ahead of United. And like we said with their schedules. Those are points that should be in the bank. We expect them to be in the bank for both teams. West Ham, are, despite the fact they won today, seventh place. But but United, they're going to struggle to catch Arsenal, which sounds so fucking ridiculous if they don't pick up the points that you need to pick up because that's what Arsenal does, right? United yeah. are the are literally their Jekyll and Hyde, right? Because you've got Arsenal who do their business until it's time to really pay the bills, and then they run out of fucking money. And United are the opposite. They're penny smart and dollar stupid, right? So yeah, you're actually right. They're the opposite of each other. Arsenal have a way to play, a philosophy of playing that will beat most of the less quality teams. And United have all the quality and don't have a way to play, which means when they play big teams and they can sit back and don't have to take the opposition, take on the opposition, they have a better chance when they can play on the break. 
Yeah. Now, exactly. granted, they got blown out by Liverpool and City and all that oh, stuff. No, that, and that, well, that's going to happen. I'm not saying that they're undefeated against the big six. But no, absolutely. Like they're they're still they're a giant killer, and they struggle. That you know they're the elephant that's. I mean, I mean here, the here's time. the th- here, here's the thing, right? This is the crazy number, right? Arsenal on 19 games have 32 goals. Man United on 17, they've only scored 27 goals. Yeah, and Spurs that's just Spurs. Are, well, it's it's Nuno related. I get it, but Spurs. Right, but 17, they've at least come goals. back. They were bottom three uh, 10 games yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stat you said the other day when they went from literally worst to first as far as distance covered, that's a big yeah. deal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But let yeah, me I talk mean, about it, Newcastle for a second because – Yeah, they're in trouble. I like – this is this is really going to be shut up – put up a shut up time for them because they're – I just had their schedule. Um, they need a, but they need got two games that they can win. They need to yeah, win. Yeah, but look, that's a great point for them, okay? Because, oh, fantastic. Huge. Because you're, you're, you're now one win away from safety as it stands currently, of course – um, but you've but got, got Southampton, Sa- right? Southampton and Watford and Leeds are your next three Premier League matches. Okay, which means those are all winnable games for you. You need to win one of those games. If you can, we're talking. We're four okay. points. Four points would be good. If you drop all three of those games, you, you're fucked. Including one to Watford, including one to Leeds. Two teams that you were trying to basically replace yourself in the relegation zone with, you're in a deep, deep hole now. They have a major problem, and we don't know the status of them. Wilson and St. Maximum went out of that game. Yes, they did. And that effectively leaves them with nobody. Um, By the way, I want to give you the most damning stat that I can for West Ham. First of all, they are out of – oh, wait. What did I do? I, I had a, I had a stat for you. Okay. Out of the big five leagues, out of 98 teams, mm-hmm. they are the worst team in expected goal difference. Wow. <laughs> West Ham At are. minus 0.95. In the big league. five. Yes, in the big five. Out of 98 teams, they are the worst. Uh, Norwich are 94th. Your beloved, Salernitina, sitting at 95th. Then we have Spezia. We don't and- have an owner still. Um, we're gonna wait. Of, we're gonna wait. We're gonna first. see how this thing happens. So, the I mean, deadline is November, uh, December thirty first. I'm very, I'm waiting with bated breath to see if my beloved uh, Salernitana gets uh, relegated halfway through the season. Yeah. So, Newcastle are the worst team in the division. In the big, they are actually wait, not. You said the, West Ham. No, that doesn't I meant, make any sense. I meant Newcastle. Okay. Me. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah, so like you said, if they take the only two players with attacking prowess or finishing out of that lineup, holy shit. Now they're really, really bad. Yeah, they are in trouble. Uh, but I, I do, you know, they they just they've just got to be better than two of those teams down the stretch. Yeah. There's 19 games to go. 35 points will do it. That means they need to pick up 15 out of they almost need a point, a little less than a point per game for the rest of the mm-hmm. way, and they mm-hmm. haven't been close to that. Yeah. So uh, we want them to stay because we want to see what they're going to do. No, but I uh, effectively, I want, I want this whole thing to be delayed by three to four years. I want them to go down. Fuck that. Uh, dude, if they go down, it's no. They, you don't just come back up. <laughs> you think they? You think they wouldn't just sell the team, right? Like you don't think they just take their losses and walk away, do you? You never know. You mm. never know. <laughs> yeah. Things get weird in the championship. Yeah, very yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. and you can ask derby county who are on who have a are you ready for it go for it 21 point deduction <laughs> oh, 
The old 21 uh, gun salute. And the only reason I bring it up is because Wayne Rooney is 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 managing his fucking balls oh, off at right. that team. He's kicking right. ass. Like they could they have every reason to disappear. And they're on only a minus two goal difference, but on seven points. Because <laughs> wow. they have they have the, the points of three, eighteen. They have a twenty-eight point. Yeah, they're on twenty-eight points, but listed at only seven. The goal for them, like <laughs> if he keeps them up, he's literally the greatest manager of all time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And by the way, look, go look at his face. Go look at his videos because he's 36 years old. No 36 year old has ever looked worse. No, he's, he looks like he's like 57. First of all, he's, he looks like really, he's Steve Bruce. Yeah. He's getting bloated. His hair is gray and he stopped getting plugs. So yeah. his hair is now actually back to its natural state of bald and weird. So uh, just your, your, your classic uh, reviews from the championship, check out Derby. Uh, it's getting tight up there uh, with Bournemouth on 46, Fulham on 45 and my beloved Blackburn Rovers on 42 mm. between with my friend, Ben Brereton Diaz, who once he became Diaz became the greatest striker the championship has ever seen. That's right. That's right. You mentioned that <laughs> he's only 22. So he's the type of player that actually has a chance at, coming up right all of a sudden you sure. become a good striker you have a chance at getting bought and going up oh totally so, good well, well then he, we, he'll be we'll one like of my see him yeah, yeah oh yeah for sure well, he, we'll you like know, one of my sons whether, whether they get up or not right if he doesn't make it he'll want to move uh mm -hmm. is there anything else we have more games tomorrow tomorrow we do tomorrow. we do we have <laughs> we have Brent, we talked about it brentford city chelsea yeah. brighton man united burnley and then we'll talk to you after those ones um but yeah, it's uh, it's been a hell of a 2021. I think this is my last show for the year because I'm going to be in the college football playoff because of Michigan. Uh, but so Laurent might be coming to you solo the, the end of the week here. But yeah, I mean, uh, year in review real quick. Tottenham had three managers. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll do like a team of the season uh, superlatives, not really go through everything because I'll do the scores, do my team of the season, do my manager of the season. And you can share yours and, you know, just start picking. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I'll send you and, all my stuff and you'll read it and off. We'll and just, we'll just go through idiot. that and we'll argue because uh, I city always get job in these things because they're too good, which is weird. It'll be like player of the season so far. Is, well, it's it, the personality it, thing. Right? It has, That's but it has to be Salah, right? There's no argument. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Despite today, it has to be Mo Salah. Um, let's see. Player of the season. You know what? I would give a shout. It's not, it's not close. It's Salah, but Diogo Jota is right there too. I think, um, Emmanuel Dennis is a fun I one. I know best. He, He's a fun he, one. he made, uh, he made, he made Robbie Musto's team of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's on, okay. he's on eight and six. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. for a team that's um, awful. Let me think, you know what? Uh, and it's De Gea, and I don't, I, I can't say it's not De Gea in that. There has, but, they, consensus is Ramsdale for goalkeeper which I don't agree with. I don't agree with either. He's been really good, but I mean, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, listen, there's three for me. It's uh, Ramsdale is in the conversation. It's De Gea though. But I think the dark horse here is Hugo, Hugo Loris, because the, mm -hmm. the team around him has been really fucking bad. And he, like I said, he's a world-class goalkeeper. He always has been. And, uh, Here's and the yeah. problem. We have the stats. We know who the best goal Well, I know. Is. Oh, and let's talk about this real quick because because BJ uh, texted me about this the other day. He he bought that map that you posted in the group. Hey! So it was cool. It was really cool. He was showing me pictures of it and stuff. 
Yeah, that uh, one's crazy though. That's or the he got hit by it. He got it from Santa, so that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's been it's been cool growing. I think going back to like the re- review of 2021, we've we've kind of grown the show quite a bit. We've grown uh, the community around the show, if you will. Uh, and it's been mm-hmm. cool to kind of get to know a couple of people and, and, and chat or alongside with them as we do this silly fucking thing. So, uh, so yeah. And I got to see Laurent, which I'll post that picture. I finally got the picture from the wedding. So I got to take a picture with Laurent, which, you know, half of us look good. Uh, look but <laughs> awful. my hair, my hair looks good, but my face yeah, is getting, yeah, I'm yeah. looking more and more like Wayne Rooney. He actually looks like me. This is what's happening, <laughs> there you go. but okay. I've got fucking 11 years on him. Yeah. Fuck him. Anyway, Alrighty. let's get all right. Here. I got to do my, I got to get my out outro. That was the squeaky bum time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We were live and we still are the football wing of the chop sports network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So you never miss an episode. Please rate and review the show. We've been on 21 for a while. I want to see 22. That's your goal. Get us to 50 at the end of the year. All right, gang. That is that. That is the end.